Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. You can listen to it on the DA Show's podcast feed, on the Permission Granted Podcast feed, or inside the free Odyssey app. All of those are great ways to listen, subscribe, rate, and review our very own Permission Granted Podcast, the podcast about the radio show. Well, today was defined by Pete being pushed to the brink. Pete had a terrible incident on Friday where he leaves the studio. Well, you leave the studio. You go down to your car parked on the street. You notice a car next to you has damage. Take me through what you observe on Friday. Well, DA, we're all looking to start a nice weekend, in my opinion, right? Okay, Halloween Halloween weekend. weekend. Yeah. Let's go. A lot of things going on. So you had done the home show following the Ravens Bucks. We finished up a little work here. Great. Let's get on with our weekend. Pete was finishing up some things. I said my goodbyes. Figured that would be it on seeing Pete. The background of why I noticed Pete's windshield is this. New York City has created a new phone app for metered parking that is not as streamlined as they thought shocker when a launch came out. Like the Odyssey app. Exactly. <laughs> So I did not realize this until a full hour after the show, but I had put in money through my debit card and everything, but the sale didn't go through. You, there's like an extra step you need to have to park your car. Anyway, I realized this, and I'm like, oh boy, I better go make sure I don't have a ticket. I do what a lot of people do. We call it the meter look. You kind of do a slow crawl behind your car just to see if you see that orange ticket sticking up because you just, you just want to know. You want to get it over with instead of running to the front of your windshield. 
the route I took to see that, I had to step in front of another car and do like a tilted head peek. But as I peeked towards my car, I looked directly behind me. I'm like, something's off here. What is wrong with this car? And it is an entire windshield, not a crack, not a dent, no, not a kid throwing a baseball. Frankly, it was as if a body had fallen on it, and it was caving in, and basically the car, it was only the windshield, but it gave the feel that it was demolished. And I looked, I said, whoa, what happened here? I did not have a ticket. My car, not a scratch. Of course, I checked my car. And as I start to reexamine this other car, I look at the make and model, and I realize, oh, no. I think this is Pete the Body's car. And it would make sense. The car parked behind me, shows up right after me. So I place the phone call. Nobody ever wants to place to a coworker. Pete is sitting down. Did you drive so-and-so car in today? I give him the license plate number. What? What's going on? What? And I just said these words. Pete, I think you should leave work and come downstairs. You didn't tell him what he was going to encounter. That happened on the second phone call. I said, I... It's not good. I don't. I think you'll melt down. You're going to give him a heart attack. I probably handled it wrong. He then calls me immediately right after. Tell me what's going on now. I'll be down in a sec. I said, P, frankly, your windshield's destroyed. You're not going to be able to drive this car home. What? What's going on? What do you mean it's destroyed? From which I heard the newsroom was could hear Pete screaming on the phone. Quite the scene. What was the, what was the matter? And Pete? jolly on down and it was you know me and one other guy looking at it and Pete showed up and basically hands on his head looking the same way I looked at my sinkhole what do I even do how much does this cost me how do I get home you know the the horror that brushes over you and within seconds of Pete being there and the distraughtness on his face suddenly every witness under the sun showed up poking at a building I saw what happened I saw what happened oh wow so people had seen it and were waiting for the owner to come down right which is a whole nother argument right because no police were on scene so none of these people thought to call the cops in real time and the story goes there was a man that was asked to leave sitting next to a subway station and apparently this has been the case over the last couple of weeks and he gets very agitated and a lot of cursing and screaming and mumbling to himself. And this time it put him over the edge. And there was a full steel garbage can, not a plastic one in New York City, chained or whatever that he was able to somehow undo. And he picked it up in a fit of rage. And the first car he saw to smash was Pete the Body's car. And when I tell you he smashed, I mean, he it was like the perfect shot on the windshield. It wasn't even a dent on the hood. Windshield destroyed. And garbage, bits of garbage, as Paul Rudd would later point out. In the windshield, <laughs> garbage screw, strewed around the car. It was quite the scene. So Pete comes down. He sees what has happened. And witnesses then come out to the car and start telling him, hey, I saw what happened. There's yeah. this crazy Three guy. People. And he threw the garbage can into your window. And they all had the, hey, we'll tell the police everything. You call the police. Let's see what's going on here. So and that made me feel good. Okay, they, they want to help out Pete. So now Pete... Pete's distraught. I mean, it's as if he's lost a loved one. He, he you know, you know, Pete, hard on his sleeve. He's red. He, he's holding back tears. He's flat out oh. holding back tears. Why does this always happen to me? <laughs> and full disclosure, there's more background to this. This person was apparently a homeless person living on the streets. Part of the reason post-COVID that Pete really continues to drive his car is there's a lot of crazy people on the subways and stuff, especially the hours we arrive. And Pete is trying to avoid the crazy of New York City by driving in. Yeah. So this hits Pete. Ugh. I drive here and park here to avoid something like this happening, and my car is destroyed. Oh. So 
It's horrible. So now Pete, of course, has to, I have to call my insurance company and I have to call the police. Who do I call first? There's another guy in an office helping in him. And it's me and these couple witnesses just shaking our heads at this whole thing. Going, Can you believe this? this is unbelievable. I couldn't take my eyes off. It was one of the most crazy scenes I'd seen. And in this moment, I'm texting you and Cap going, you guys wouldn't believe what's going on out here. So Pete then scurries into one of the buildings to see if they've got security footage. Where we are, it's as if we're at Old Comiskey. I mean, the wind is blowing. It was freezing, freezing for some reason that morning. It had been a nice weekend, but it was really cold where we were. So he basically, the guy, you know, the front desk manager there, Pete's basically just standing in a warm, like, doorway. You know, he's not even fully in the building. He's watching us, but he's in a doorway on the phone just to stay warm, and the wind is whipping through the phone call and stuff like that. And he's calling. First of all, he's looking for security footage of what happened to his car. Talking to that front desk manager, in which they had just put up scaffolding to block the view of the camera. (laughs) So they just put up scaffolding to do renovations or whatever on the building, and it blocked the exact yeah. camera angle that would be pointed at his car. His insurance company and NYPD were both looking for that security. I guess it would just help their case that he didn't, you know, damn, you know, not that anybody would think that. So both parties had asked for the security footage, couldn't get it, <sighs> scaffolding up. So Pete's on the phone trying to work the phones like a GM at the trade deadline. Oh. He's got the cops. He's got the insurance. DA, it looked like the ballroom floor in that 84 draft 30 for 30. <laughs> so... While he's in this vestibule, you're out there around the car. There's bystanders coming by, observers, witnesses. And who comes by and gets down low to the ground to start inspecting it but actor Paul Rudd? Who comes by? DA, where we are standing, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna paint the picture. We're parked along a street in Manhattan. Next to us, on there's a corner with a subway stop. And there's a big glass doorway into a building. In between the subway stop and glass, there is another door that basically you wouldn't see until it opens. It's painted the same as the wall or anything. You hear the click of that metal bar. You hear and out step forward out of that door, out of the building. It was like he melted through the wall. We heard the noise of the door opening, and we all jerked our head to the left. And there he was, Paul Rudd, out of nowhere. What's going on, guys? Oh, Oh, so this, this it, happened right in front of wherever he was coming out of. Right in front of it. And Paul Rudd, although didn't admit it, gave the impression on his way into wherever he was going, maybe didn't witness the situation, but he had saw, you know, the post-chaos of it. Is this your car? This happened to your car, man? He comes over to me because I'm holding court with the other guys. I go, nah, it's my buddy's car. And I'm, I'm, I'm pointing at Pete. And this is where Pete doesn't understand. I'm pointing at Pete in the glass doorway. Oh, no. And Pete is so yelling and, and can't comprehend. He's on the phone and he's giving me the one finger while holding the phone. And I'm looking at Paul Rudd. I'm pointing at Pete. So Paul Rudd just starts to get this whole conversation with me and the witnesses about it's crazy. You never know what these crazy people in the city, you know, this is nuts. And now Paul Rudd really is like interested and goes, it's cr- that garbage can could cause this kind of damage. And then he starts looking and he's like crouched down, like you said, like a catcher looking at the garbage on the floor, and he's looking, there's bits of garbage that have now been impaled in the glass, and he's like, that, that's like a broken styrofoam cup. And then he's he's talking about, did the garbage can actually demolish this cup and it exploded in here? Like, Paul Rudd Dissecting was getting detailed. the physics of it. Like, he, he was amazed because we all were like, look at this glass and look at the way the garbage embedded in the glass. With Like, it was crazy. The scene was wild. And Paul Rudd's into it. He's like, this is just, he goes, I can't believe, I'm so, I guess I'm so sorry. He, um, strike me here from like, he's there at least, at least five minutes. Pete's not off the phone. At least. 
He just he's, he's amazed at this New York City story, which he is now a part of. And I could tell, I got the vibe he was waiting for Pete to finish the phone call. He saw Pete was on the phone. and I get, So he identified Pete. That's the guy who's Because I pointed to him and he saw Pete yelling at me with the one phone. I, I can't speak to his mindset, but I was under the impression the way he was acting and kept looking over, like he was waiting for Pete to come over and talk to him. Who knows? I could have just been a sorry to you. you know, he's been a nice guy. And, you know, Paul Rudd's got things to do, right? So at some point, <laughs> you got to make a decision. I got to get on with my day. As he's walking away, Bogus is walking up because Bogus <laughs> wants to come down and see what's going on. Bogus catches a glimpse of Paul Rudd, but not enough of the conversation. And Bogus just comes up to me. And I, I don't think Bogus processed that when he saw Paul Rudd. He was just a part of the scene. And this whole thing ends. And, and, and that's how Paul Rudd ends. He goes, I tell your buddy I'm really sorry, man. I said, thanks, Paul. And the other guy says, see you later, man. Nobody asked for pictures with him. I sneakily, as he was doing it, was taking pictures and sending you guys because I'm like, this is unbelievable. I got to show you guys that Paul Rudd's here. And then Pete finally ends the phone call. I mean, Paul's gotten a full block away. Pete finally ends the phone call. And I'm looking at him. He's cursing about something with the insurance company. I go, do you realize what just happened? And his immediate answer, of course I know what happened. Somebody hit my car. I go, Pete, Paul Rudd was just examining your car. He goes, Paul Rudd, what? And Bogus loses it at this point. Because Bogus can't even hold in his laugh. They're hearing Pete's reaction. And, and just and I'm trying to give you guys the play by play, and Pete basically that's the final straw. Oh. The fact that he goes through all this and the phone call and the stressness of the the, the people asking so many questions breaks him that he misses Paul. Oh. And then the cops, of course, show oh. up, and the rest is history. And the rest as history is just as aggravating because Pete then has to get his car towed home. Thus, he has to then take public transportation home, right? So he takes the train home, which is the other part of it. So this. I stumble upon this, let's say, 10, 15, 10, 20. I stay until 1230. I, the police take a little bit to get there. They're going through the report, and it's cold. I, I had his bags in my car. I'm waiting. The tow company says they are <laughs> minutes away, and Pete says to me, you know what? Go home. I'm just going to ride with the tow guy. I got to get to the place anyway. I'm not going to have you follow the tow truck. I said, are you sure? Are you sure? He goes, yeah, I'm fine. The tow truck's going to take me home. I did not know until this morning. That the tow guy basically told him to go scratch. He can't ride with me. And he had to take the train home. I had waited that long. I had to wait 15 more minutes. I would have given him a ride back. We were heading the same direction. So he's got to take the train home. He gets screwed out of his seat in the tow truck. They tow his car. He is now ordered, or the insurance company has ordered, the windshield to replace it. They ordered it incorrectly the first time. And then incorrectly the second time. Wrong make and model for the glass. It is the Tuesday morning, and he still does not have the windshield repaired since Friday morning. Well, and his his insurance company cleared him to go to two rent-a-car places. One closed. One, I believe he said, out of cars. Car shorted. <laughs> which is why he's stuck with the train list. So it's been these errors. I mean, I can understand Pete's temperament. I oh, would yeah. Be, I would be losing my mind, too. Today, also, he texted us at like 4 in the morning and said... My train is late. I have to wait for another delayed train, so I'm going to be late into work. So he's on the brink of just going nuts. And I didn't think about this when I told him that his day also started. He beat me here, even despite the train. There was a little car accident my way in, so I was, I was running a little bit behind. But today, being the day after Halloween, the New York City Halloween parade basically takes you through the streets of where we are. And as a result... There was no parking yesterday. They barricaded everything up. But they lifted all the barricades at about 2, 3 a.m. And today's All Saints Day, which in New York City means 
alternate side is what they call parking, which means if you get a parking spot, you don't have to move your car until tomorrow. I bring this up because this is the best day possible to drive your car in and work mornings. It will cost you no money to park your car, and at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., you have your pick of the litter of a million spots. This is the best day of the year to work mornings and drive in and park. I told Pete, I'm like, this is great. What a great day to drive in. God, screw you! (laughs) So Pete is worn down to a nub, and he does this for a trash Tuesday, and of course it's a great trash, but what comes out of Pete is this always happens to me. Why does this always happen to me? And the Paul Rudd part of it has broken him because he's like, at the very least, if this is all going to happen to me, I should be able to meet Paul Rudd. All of us met Paul <laughs> Rudd except Pete. All of us. And the only reason he didn't meet Paul Rudd is what should have been a quick phone call was a million questions. The footage. Do you have this? Do you have that? It's what are the odds Paul Rudd walks into Pete's accident? What are the odds he stays and discusses it with you? And what he cares. The, what are the odds that he cares? I mean, we know Paul Rudd seems to be a nice guy, but what are the odds all of that transpires and Pete doesn't get a chance to talk to him. And he's, I mean, when I, seven feet from Paul Rudd, and then I see Pete is so pent up on the phone, he sees Paul Rudd, but doesn't process that it is Paul Rudd. <laughs> he just thinks a bunch of idiots are looking at his car. It's so painful. So today he's just at wit's end. He's about to break. And at one point during the show, Bogues is doing the update. I'm kind of like conversing with Bogues on air. And Pete's microphone busts open. The spring in it busts or something, and it, like, swings back and nearly hits him in the face. Oh. Bogues and I know that you guys are freaking out of the other side of the glass, but we don't want to stop what we're doing. Yeah. I'm trying not to say anything, but I know I can't comment on the air what you and Bogues are talking about because I, it's just too much. And it was right after the Gelb clip played on Soundcheck. It was, whew, his, his microphone basically just collapsed in his hand and drilled him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he did nothing wrong. It just fell apart. And it was just another sign when he gets frustrated. You know, the company doesn't give me parking, doesn't give me this. You know, his microphone collapses and drills him in the face. During the course of Tuesday's show, he is complaining that these things always happen to me. I'm working 500 hours a day. Why can't I even see Paul Rudd? You know, all of these things have stacked up against him. Then the microphone and then the gelb thing. And the Gelb thing is not even associated with this whole bad day. No. It's totally different. And this goes into yesterday where, how did we get on Gelb's Titans thing? Did we do Titans Colts? I don't even remember. It was sound check, right? Oh, yes. We did a Gelb reaction to the crazy oh, fourth yeah. quarter touchdown of the Panthers Falcons game. Holy smokes. We play that and then that just opens up the floodgates to where Pete goes, "Yeah, you know what? I can't even listen to that show because Zach can't even pronounce Titans right." Now to be fair, he's right about the Titans thing. You took a shot at Zach. Pete started this. He did. He started it. And so he says that and of course Pete's still uptight about what happened over the weekend, what happened on Friday. But he says this about Zach. He says, I can't even listen to the show. Why isn't somebody telling him how to pronounce this? What? There's only 32 teams. You can't pronounce one of the 32 teams. You've, you host an eight-hour NFL show. You can't pronounce Titans correctly. So he goes in on Zach, and Zach fires back last night and calls Pete that board op in the morning. Woo! <laughs> 
Titans, Texans for the angry board op in the morning. Pete the bossy Bilotti. Jeez. He was all upset with me today. Pete, take it easy. Now, Hickey, you are dressed up like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Maybe we should keep you there. And in the morning, you should just be at the board and give a signature Dwayne the Rock Johnson phase when Pete the bossy Bilotti starts to speak. Do you have any idea what that uh, phrase would be? No clue. As a big Rock fan, as you can see that I am. Shut up! And then a word that rhymes with itch. Interesting. You know, I I don't want management. Family friendly. I don't want Pete the body Bilotti to be mad at me again. Oh, how could I survive with my day? Titans, 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 Titans. Titans. Happy? Pete did click a pen, so I I do think he is being very angry. No, you know what? I got nothing to say about it. Go on to the next we don't have another clip. But that was the last clip. Want to discuss Hickey's Halloween costume? Nope. Okay. Well, we're taking it away. And then Ooh, he goes and... My chest collapsed. And he he pokes at Pete for being Pete the bossy Bilotti, Pete angry, Pete this, Pete that, and then taunts Pete by saying, Titans, 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 Titans. So he's, he's, he's definitely twisting the knife. But when he says the angry board op in the morning... Ooh. It sounds so dismissive and so disrespectful that Pete, after this clip, says his piece, and then I start trying to riff on this, and he goes, you know what? Move on. Move on. I don't want to talk about Bogues, take it away. Bogues, take the update. So it's at that point where something snapped inside of Pete. It's He's annoyed by Zach. Zach's poking the bear, but it's not personal. No. And then the angry board op thing makes it suddenly there is a button that's pressed inside Pete, and it's, we're not talking to this anymore. Move on. If I may, as Detective Milkshake. And you may. Speak, I, I speak Bilotti, I think. <laughs> in my opinion, in my history with Pete, I take you back to ahead of the Bob's Bar Show. In fact, something we're discussing now with the bet. The valet parking thing. Mm-hmm. There was something about that when we were having fun about what does Pete even do? What is Pete's job? We might as well have him park cars. Remember, that was as angry as we've seen Pete. Now there's something about that where Pete all of a sudden, I should be above parking cars. And there is this aura around Pete where he does a lot of the dirty work around here and a lot of the dirty works in the shows, but yet... When you say that his job is the title of some of those dirty work jobs, it's as if it's offensive to him because he does more and he adds to that. So, when you call him the board op, at his core, the company's job will tell you board operator. That is what they will say on the company line. It's what you could apply for if you wanted to do Pete's job. But when you say that board op, it comes across as that's all you are. You're this petty little board op. And I think it infuriates Pete because I think Pete also knows I am a board op. I know I'm a board op, but I do more than that. I'm not appreciated for being a board op. Exactly. And it just sets them off. That's exactly right. And this, oh, you're going to act above me in the role I have? And I got my first taste of this part of Pete with our first spooktacular <laughs> when Katie came in and she had some Mario Brothers thing and... Pete was like, I'm always Luigi. 
I'm always Luigi. And then Katie, the next time she came by, brought him a Luigi pair of socks or something, or Luigi yeah. figurine. Whatever it was, right. And he was so appreciative because he had been then recognized, but the bit was, I'm never Mario, I'm always Luigi. I'm never the guy in headlights or the the you know the bright lights. I'm always over... You know, I'm always overlooked, and that and, and that's carried through. This, you don't acknowledge me for everything that I do. I'm disrespected. Blah blah blah. All that stuff, and that was what this set off. That trigger yeah. when Zach said that, and whew, it 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 was you move on. We're not talking about Zach anymore. So I I want to respect Pete. Pete's my guy. I'm Team Pete all the way. Team I'll always be Team Pete, but. It was like, oh, this was jokey up until that. And I said, oh, okay, now yep. we have to pivot. And then I, I had, I guess, crossed the line when I when I said, I got to be honest, I'm Team Gelb here. <laughs> In that moment, you guys probably didn't hear it on the air, but all I heard was, ah. it was like this growl. This, like, I thought I might be getting punched in the face. So I quickly pulled back and said, but no, no, no I mean, but you shouldn't be saying that about Pete. You also said you heard a click of a pen. Well, that was... When Pete starts clicking his pen, it's his twitch. It's his, that's his stress ball. You click, 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 click. When I know he's doing that, it's, <laughs> you better get off here because you're going to be, I'm the one there. I'm three feet from him. It's a punch. It's something. Nobody takes pleasure and delight in Pete's anxiety more than Bogues. Bogues <laughs> revels in this. There's nothing more entertaining to Bogues than watching Pete internally melt down. We just got to be real about something here. We do. We have to be real about something. Nobody should go through crap. Like, life sucks. Crap happens. Whatever. When it happens, it's horrible for people. But there is this little bit of element to when somebody trips and falls, you can't help but laugh. Somebody just tripped and fell. And Pete, it's more Pete's reactions. We empathize with what's going on. But when he gets really built up, it's just, you, it's not not funny. Like, it's funny. It's not funny for him but it is funny. Yeah, because his reactions are so sometimes over the top or intense that... Right. And also I think the... Like the, if he was acting that way in a movie and you saw that scene in a movie and something that happened and that was the actor's scene, you'd be hysterically laughing. He would be a great movie character. Yes. A great television or movie character. I, it's just it's not, not funny. But my sinkhole collapsed in my yard. It was a big problem. You guys laughing, I get it. Because if I was you guys, <laughs> I'd be laughing too going, can you believe that happened to him? I understand it. It just couldn't be more perfect that Pete didn't do anything wrong. He comes out and just check the boxes of bad fortune. It's his car. It's an angry hobo guy. So it's like not even a regular citizen that you could hold accountable. Right. You know, it's no cameras because of scaffolding. It's there happens to be a famous person that comes around and he didn't even get the benefit of meeting the famous person. And there's 10 to 12 cars all parked that happen to be his. Happen to be his. Nobody else's. No, happen to be his. Then he can't ride the tow truck, and they can't get the freaking windshield order right twice, and his train is delayed, and Gelb is coming after him. It's just too, it's an avalanche. Oh, and that was the other thing, too. I can't cough around him now. That was the other (laughs) bad part. I had to turn, twist. I could not laugh. Every time I'm laughing, I still have the little cough back there. Stop coughing. He's going at me. He, that's bothering him. Look, 
I've had a real crummy past two weeks. That moment to me was a shift in in bad. I hope somebody else gets it after Pete. He's got the bad juju on him now, and he can't take it. <laughs> Is it possible you gave him the juju because you're sitting in the same room as him? Maybe. Maybe. I've had a great last four days. <laughs> if you noticed yesterday on a Monday, I had my whole voice on a Monday for the first time in forever. Things have changed since Pete's windshield imploded for me. And I'm not going to apologize for that. Oh. <laughs> 12 DAs of Christmas is coming up a few weeks away. You laid out the timeline of the show today. By the end of the week, you're going to have called a few or all of the potential candidates to start putting them in our mind, and then we're going to whittle them down about a week from now, and by Thanksgiving is when the vote comes. Yeah, all votes seem to be in by Thanksgiving because by that time, you don't realize there's only so many shows between days off and everything from that Monday after the Thanksgiving weekend clears until Christmas. I mean, that's really three weeks. You got to get the candidates playing. And you do the first four outs, so it's really 16. You need 16 shows to get everything in. Yeah. So that came up quick, didn't it? Boy. Always does. You turn you turn around day after Halloween, and suddenly, you know, we're staring down the barrel of the 12 DAs. You're halfway through a Twix bar, and you realize, oh, no, I need to vote. <laughs> happens quick. Guess it happens around election season. It does, exactly. It's always that time. I think we always say it's going to be a tough year. This one is an all-time year. Sometimes we say it, and maybe we're trying to love up the year a little bit. This one, we could have stopped on Memorial Day, and it would have been an amazing 12 DAs. Absolutely. And I'm going to say this right now for you, for Bogues, for Pete. Kaplan, too. Anybody got any funny ideas on how to do the voting for the 12 DAs or everything, or do it where the audience is a part of it? This week, it's speak right. your mind or forever hold your peace. Right. Because once we all have the votes counted and the 12, you know what? We should have done this. No, 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 no. We say it every year. You want to do podcasts around it or anything? Speak this week or forever hold your peace. So this goes to you, Bogues. Because once that truck's on and the votes are in, we move on. Well. It's a lot of work. I, I wonder about talking to Cap about more work, additional work, because Cap, you know, is underwater a little bit with the baby. Yeah, it's a lot. He's not sleeping at night. He's not sleeping. I know this because I sent an email last week about all my home studio shows for the next month, so everyone was on the same page. Then, topic list you sent out on Sunday night, m- Sunday night going into Monday morning, I sent first line of the topic list. I'm doing the home show today after th- uh, Sunday night football. And then I'm waiting for Zoom to connect before the show on Monday. It's not connecting, not connecting, not connecting. Finally, at 5.59, I text Cap and go, hey, man, I got a, I got a home show today. He goes, oh, okay. Connected me. I said, Cap, did you miss my email? Did, should I resend oh, the email? Man. I think Cap's underwater with the kids. I don't blame him. Because he's detail-oriented to the nth degree. I don't blame him. Again, I'm a changed man the last three years. I don't blame him. If he's warped for the next six months, I know why. So, That's what happens, huh? You don't sleep. You don't. You, you do, but you don't. You're mo- you don't realize until you're out of it. Now I'm out of it. My kids are one, and I got a whole another slate of problems. But you can't accomplish anything if you're. We, it's like working the overnights, the and we did that. Your brain is foggy, but then imagine those cycles, those sleep cycles, and every two and a half hours, you're jarred awake to screaming. You 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 go mad. Your brain goes nuts, and you just have to ride that way with a new. But it's horrible. It's the worst thing in the world. So the memory is shot. Your focus is shot. You think you're fine, but you're not. You think you just because you start operate right. You, there's days I used to come. What's going on? I'm not. I'm wearing one sock. I mean, you don't even know. Like 
<laughs> no, like you're just you're in a fog. Everything feels normal, but it's not. You don't realize until you're out of it how foggy uh-huh. you are. Just the truth. So, I think we wanted to weave in the fan vote, right? We had the alien vote that we wanted to do, but I don't know right. if I can thrust that at Cap's feet right now. This is why I'm saying it is November 1st. We have time, not a lot. We can't be coming up with ideas when we walk out of Thanksgiving going, you know what? We should have done this. And should have done. This goes for everything. The fan vote, whatever podcasts we do discussing the voting, let's have plans in place. Because the moment that happens, you throw everything up, and it just creates a big rush. It's not rush this year. No okay, rush. no rush, no rush. All right, no rush, calm, collected, unlike Pete right now, who's very frazzled and frantic. That's a great way to put it. We'll start with Pete, we'll end with Pete. Let's have the season of the 12 DAs be the opposite of what Pete's going through <laughs> okay. right now. Here comes Bogues on side B. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's Mraz. It's the bogeyman. Bogey, hello. Well, hello, Sean. How are you today? So I'm doing I'm doing well, actually, man. That's good to hear. I'm doing well. Uh, we just did a big side A, DA and I. I know. I was waiting for you guys to finish. I mean, what an, uh, we, we told the story. I gave the behind-the-scenes VH1, behind-the-music story of Pete the Body's car getting smashed, what I witnessed. <sighs> I was the one who had the place to call the Pete to let him know his car was wrecked, him missing Paul Rudd. I mean, we went over and over. I do think, Bogus, let me just start here, because you were here on Friday. You came out and met me on the corner as Paul Rudd had just left. I 
I do think it is, and and in talking to friends and family and relaying the story after, I think it's not for Pete because of the outcome. One of the wildest New York City stories, if you know all parties involved, that you could be a part of. Yeah, I mean, short of Paul Rudd, like, stopping the person from jamming the garbage can again onto Pete's car, I mean, it's everything. It's a crazy homeless— As Paul Rudd dressed as Ant-Man— Putting his arm up to stop the garbage can. Yeah. Now you're right. That would be a crazier story. But I mean, this is still pretty. This is good enough because I I'm with you the way you tell the story. It certainly does seem like he passed the car once, saw it messed up, came back, saw you standing next to it, and then initiated this whole conversation. Now I don't know if he was gonna be anything other than nice to Pete and say hello right. and sorry. But I mean, the fact anyone could have walked by. In fact, I walked by the car. I don't know, 945, not because you and you found it 20 minutes later. And right. I don't remember walking by and it's it seems well, unavoidable, but I, I just so I don't know if I missed it or if it happened in that well, seventeen clearly, minute window. It happened relatively quick that witnesses were around and no cops had been called yet. True. Because it was like it was almost wild, bogus when I walked in. The way those couple witnesses came out, it was almost like they were waiting for somebody to come and identify the car to and they were all helpful. Hey, yeah. tell the cops whatever you want. I do find it a little odd, though, that nobody straight up called the police before Pete got there. It was like, hey, we're not getting involved until we feel like... It was like almost like they felt like they had to be involved once they saw me and Pete. Yeah, I mean, if, if the guy runs away, yeah, you should still, I guess, call the police, right? I hey, mean, somebody just smashed this car. Right. And in particular, if that building had been waiting for a reason to really get rid of this guy, because if it's the guy I'm thinking of, he's been a nuisance and he's been kind of creepy and scary for a while now... That was the, that could have been an opportunity to get the police involved because he finally did something that was actually illegal and could get the police, you know, there. So yeah, it is surprising unless it unless it I just missed it and you got there just after. I could be possible, and Who no knows? one had time to you know even thought to call the police. But yeah, somebody should have called the police before Pete. Now I want to run two things by you in this scenario. Number one, DA mentioned this inside that you seem to take real great joy in just Pete meltdowns and when Pete really goes, everything always happens against me. What particularly? Either about this story or Pete basically breaking down mentally Tuesday on the air, did you enjoy the most? Well, so it, it is definitely heartless of me. And I've known Pete now. To, we've been. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. Because I just made this defense on Side A, and our listeners have already heard this. We all can admit it's heartless and terrible to laugh at scenarios like this, but it's just natural instinct. When something doesn't happen to you and you want to say, nobody's dead here. Right. It's okay to take a step back and go, okay, now everything's going to be okay. This is why this is. Weird. Yeah. So the deep dive for me is. Pete and I have worked together, as we've had fun with, on every morning show this network has ever had. So we've always been here early, and for a long time pre-COVID, we traveled together. We would get off different railroad trains, be at Penn Station, take the subway here. And a lot of those mornings involved Pete getting freaked out by a homeless person, someone with a mental issue on the, you know, the type of people that can be scary on the train at 4.30 in the morning, or rats, Pete hates subway rats, as most people should. So I've seen a lot of Pete scurrying, getting angry, changing cars because somebody was on our car that didn't want to be around. So the fact that, I think DA called him a vagrant on Tuesday's show, that someone of that nature did this to Pete's car, it it just seems like, and this is where it sounds heartless, somebody somewhere has got a thing with Pete. Yeah. Like, like, that could have happened. I mean, literally, that could have happened to you. That could have been your back windshield. If that guy turns right instead of left. Pete's car. Exactly. But he found Pete's car, and then you throw on 
it's a Friday, can't do anything all weekend, the windshield company messes up, Paul Rudd's involved. It's like it's it's too good to be true. He's a long way from home where he can't even attempt to like hang his head out the window no. and drive home with it. And the meters run all day Friday, right. all through Saturday. You can't and leave they're the not car gonna there. care. They're gonna keep chalking him with a ticket. No, there's no sticker of all leave right. my leave me alone. This is a crime scene. And it only could have happened to Pete. It only could have happened. The rest of us would have went out there and would have we all would have been your car. The one in front of right. the car that got messed up. Or Paul Rudd wouldn't have been involved, or the Safe Light van would have been there nine minutes later. New windshield, and I'm home pretty, pretty regular. Except Pete had everything go against him. It, it is, it's remarkable almost. It right. is just, just remarkable. I, I, I still can't believe it. Now Pete's meltdown might be one of these last minute candidates for the 12 DAs. It's one of those things I almost feel like we'll probably have to end up in a 12 DA or at least a first four out, just because. After a show, Paul Rudd walked in on Pete Bot the Bot. Like the story itself, yeah, is so crazy. I don't want the story to be forgotten five years from now. It's wild. But the Tuesday meltdown was like a little awkward because he was basically saying he's done with life. So yeah, like, I mean, we've heard it before. Yeah, but the, and I don't, I don't think he means it. Means it, but like, it's a horrible scene. But in Seinfeld, when uh, Newman keeps, uh, you know, saying he's had it with life, and Kramer yells, "Go ahead." <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of hearing it. Like he might, like it's almost. He should have talked to somebody after the show today, just to like walk himself oh. through all of these feelings. And I mean, he even sounded like you going, "I love my wife, my kid, but I need something else. Like this is not good enough." So I'm gonna give you. I didn't even give Da this. A lot of chatter in commercial breaks today as I'm with Pete in the room. Pete, this is terrible to say because I, I think he's realistic, but he's not. I think there is a portion of Pete's mind that has sold himself. I might be winning the Powerball on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, it's finally going to turn because that he mentioned the Powerball jackpot. Yeah. He mentioned it several times to me about what he plans to do, including starting his own radio station. Which I said, "Why God, would you do that?" Of all the things, Pete, that's the last thing I'm doing if I it's hit this jackpot. It's a terrible jackpot. idea. It's a terrible but idea. But I think, you know how everybody talks about the dreams. Hey, if I won Lotto, yeah. I would do this. It's, you know, it's a fun conversation to have. And you, of course, you say, yeah, I'll play. It's never going to happen if it does good for you, right? I, th- I, I get the feeling Pete almost feels like he's owed this jackpot. Like, Pete thinks, uh, you know what? I'm going through all this because there might be a chance here. Well, it was just the worst thing he could do because he will be the only one in America waking up upset he didn't win on Thursday. Right. Can, can you... Obviously, you can not win Powerball, but is there a way to lose Powerball? Like, can you be like, like, is, the, well, is there a worst if, case result that well, Pete would get instead? I was gonna say, even if you're like one number short, right? Don't you win something? There's some kind of prize. I think it's some somewhere if you like don't like have 50K. the Powerball. If you miss the Powerball, you get something like. Can, I, I want all numbers wrong or the computer to malfunction. Like that would yeah. be the Pete outcome here. Or like he bought the wrong he, ticket. Right, he wins. He thinks he has it, but really there was a smudge on one of the numbers. Ugh. He scans it. That would be great after he quits his job. Yes, every walk around here, middle fingers up, oh, I'm out. Takes a dump on Spike's desk. That's an eight, not a six. Right. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I do feel <laughs> bad, but you can't. Because, look, I, I understand this, right? Like, there, are, life is full of so many happenings. Momentous Monday, right? We do Life yeah. is full of so many good things and happy things. But we can all admit, life can be really crummy sometimes. Life can suck. And I've tried to come to grips with the fact that life's going to suck. The sinkhole. Perfect. What I just went through. Yeah. The kids sick every month gets me sick. You can't help but laugh. It sucks. I get all pissed off about it, right? 
I don't think Pete's come to grips with life sucks yet. I, I yeah, well, I do though think that Pete takes an unnecessary share of life's hits. Yeah, well, he does. Pete does ta- does round the bases to get back to first. I mean, definitely. Yeah, and and like so, I didn't bring this up on the air Tuesday because it was no reason to, to make him any angrier. But some of his complaints were self inflicted. Like he kept talking about all the work he does and why he's owed these things. But he's the one that signs up for these jobs. Yes. Like, he wants to do the schedules here. He's got second, third, and fourth jobs because he wants to. Yeah, no, I mean, he so, would argue that, you know, he should be getting paid more for his base job, which is what Zach Gelb said he was a board operator. <laughs> never call Pete a board operator again. I guess that's a little better than being Valley Parker, apparently, in Pete's mind. Only barely. Uh, but it's something else, man. Pete, uh, Pete's a science experiment. And you know what? If if he's taking hits and not me and you, then I thank him for his for his service. I hate to say it. I really I'm going to continue to pound this drum. I feel relieved. I feel like I've gone through some of my demons over the past month. You, you, you're cleansed now. I'm hoping. I think it's safe sledding to the holidays for me after what happened to Pete. But fast forward two weeks and the Giants keep losing. And the, calm down. Five weeks this week. Yeah. Fast forward. Lose with Texans team or a Lions team. Calm down. And then you'll be begging for bad things to happen, which will lead to giant wins which is the pattern that we were just in. Your saving grace was the Giants winning while the rest of the thing, everything else was falling apart. I don't want to think about that. Okay, I will. All right. Well, Bogues, you can follow you on Twitter. At Pete the Body. You can follow me at CBS. Have a better weekend than Pete did last weekend. Take care, everyone. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.